Welcome back to another episode. We are really coming down to the wire on this one. We usually pre-record these episodes, but this is Monday at 2 o'clock, and I will still need to edit this. On top of that, Pops has some back pain, so this is our first ever standing podcast. We're not sitting down, and to add one more element, we have a gardener in the neighbor's house leaf blowing. You can probably hear it, so bear with us. As we intend to bring you only the utmost quality of content, that doesn't even make sense. There we go. Good start. Pops, thanks for joining me through your back pain. You, got, you know, life is full of chaos. We just got to go through it. Yeah, tell the people how you're feeling. Let's let them know where you're at. Well, I had a long weekend. I led a workshop this weekend, so I had a lot of moving, and I guess I carried a lot on my shoulders. Theoretically speaking. Not just physically, emotionally, spiritually, you were doing a lot of lifting. Yes, exactly. I did spiritual lifting. This spiritual lifting. Of heavy weights. And so you threw your back I out. I feel it in my back, yeah. We appreciate you still showing up. Of course. On the podcast. You know, I'm, I'm recruited now. I'm highly dependent on you. We can talk about that in another episode. <laughs> Let's get into this episode. So today we're going to talk about something romantic and fun. As my father knows, I'm a little bit sprung right now. I, uh... I'm dating this girl and she's got me feeling all sorts of ways. And so on that note, we wanted to talk. Can you say I'm dating a special girl, not this girl? I'm dating this. I'm dating a special girl. I'm, is that better? I'm dating a special girl. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a better relationship with her. Just saying I'm dating a girl. I mean, she's got me like head over heels. Does that? You're falling in love. Sean. I'm falling in love. Okay. It happens so fast. Just call it. All right. I'm falling in love, people. So... That's why I wanted to talk about love today. Basically, Pops, here's my question to you. is like we get raised with all these love songs that are like, I'm nothing without you. I'm incomplete without you. You fulfill me. Like, I can't live without you. Yeah, like 90% of the songs are about that. Yeah, and, and there's also like the Bonnie and Clyde, like, I'll kill for you. Like, it's me and you. I'll take a bullet for you. Yeah, me and you against the world. And, I mean, obviously that sounds great. It's like... It's Hollywood great. It's Hollywood great, but when... I looked closer into my intimate relationships, what love meant to me. What I found was a very different arrangement, a very different relationship. I mean, here's my first question is what to you is like the truest form of love? That's a great question. And I think that most of the world is really confused about it. There's the story about the fish love, you know, the fish love. No. This person is eating fish and this wise man asks him, what do you eat fish? He goes, I love fish. Because if you love fish, why don't you take it out of the water, kill it, and eat it? You love yourself. That's why you eat the fish. <laughs> so a lot of our love in the world is fish love. It's basically we are there because it feels good for us. Mm. And if we can turn things around, I think a real love, the love should be, and real love in the world is about wanting the best for the other person. Mm-hmm. You love yourself enough. Now you want to like love somebody else so they can be in their best. Mm-hmm. Even if it means not being with you, right? Absolutely. Like even, let's say you and I, I love you. Uh-huh. If you decide to make a career in um, New Zealand, hmm. you know, your new love would say, you know, there's a great career for me in New Zealand and we should move there. And you actually be very happy with her and you actually be very happy in New Zealand. And I would know that, that it's clearly, I know you well, and you're clearly happy, then I'll be happy for you. Even if I don't get to see you as much as I would like, you know, I'd love to see you every day, I'd love to see you every week. But if you're happy, then 
It's not about me. It's about you, and I'm happy for you. Even if it causes you suffering a little. It's bit. not causing me suffering. If it's causing me suffering, I gotta look at I gotta look at myself. Well, what is it, what is it then? What is it causing you? Because you're, you're definitely. If you're happy, I'm not going to be in suffering. I can promise you. That. What's a better word for suffering? Because if I move to New Zealand, you're not going to be stoked. If you're happy, I'll be happy. What will you be feeling? What's the negative emotion? How would you label that negative? If I don't feel happy and I feel sad, maybe sad, so, maybe sorrow. I feel they're suffering with me. Then it's not about you. Yeah, that's about me. So if, if my life is not full enough, I'm not doing enough yeah. in my life, and I need you around me to feel fulfilled. Love between a couple, uh, romantic love, like you call it, could be you know nowadays could be anything. We open for everything, mm-hmm. but love between a couple is being invested in your partner's personal growth, spiritual growth, growth in the world. That's being real love. What you see a lot in the li- in life right now is codependency. Mm-hmm. And those are the songs you hear. Those are all the songs of codependency. Yeah, attachment. Or I most need of you. them. Intermeshment. We're Without not, you, I'm nothing. Yeah. When you left me, I was dead. And if so you leave me, I'll die. That's people. I'm crushed. <laughs> that's all. It's codependency. If someone leaves you and you crush, you got to pro- go look at your issue. Yeah. How does that situation even get there? Is because people are using external relationships, external people, and things to fill voids inside of them that bring them quote unquote happiness or fulfillment, when really that's where codependency is. Like, can you define codependency? Yeah. Codependency is I'm leaning on you and usually you're leaning on me, codependency. And if you move, I'm going to fall. What does it really mean? You know, people meet a partner and they say, oh, I met my second half. I met my second half. This my other my, half. Look at my yeah. other half. My other half. Look at this. I'm f- and people feel complete. They feel complete because they found the missing piece. They found the other half. Or they even say my better half. And I would say that... You need to feel complete within yourself. We spoke about the elements of feeling whole. Right, five pillars of balance. Yeah. If you have all those things in your life, you usually feel really good. When you feel like that, it's wonderful to share it with someone else. Mm-hmm. But not without them, you can't do. Mm-hmm. So if two people like that meet, they have a full life, they have a great job they love. They don't even look at it as a job because they love what they're doing. They have social life their community is great yeah they have great connection with their body great connection with the spirit great connection with their mind they're good with their environment these people meet they will have a lot of fun together but they're not depending on one another there's not codependency that created they can totally be by themselves but they're just having fun with the other person it's great to do it with someone else it's great to go on a trip with someone else it's great to go on a movie with someone else it's great to go for a walk on a, on a beach it's great to go on a drive it's great to just watch a movie at home and share some time together, cook together. It's wonderful to do things together. We are social animals. But if they leave and you crash, you got deep work to do. Because if you can only do well, and I'm telling you, most of the world is in that place of codependency. Most relationships I know in the world are codependency. If the other one side moves, one side crashes. I would put myself in the more aware half of codependency and I still feel like I find symptoms of codependency when I date. Tell me about the symptoms. What do you mean? How do you know you have those symptoms? Everything in my life gets easier. I feel like I love myself more. For example, if someone loves me, tells me how good looking I am and how sweet I am and passionate and kind and sincere and says all the things that strokes me. I'm going to feel better about myself. Well, we all do. It's very natural. It's human, right? And I'm not saying that that's not, there's something not okay with that. It's great to, to feel that. You feel great about yourself because somebody loves you. You feel the love. You feel the appreciation. 
you feel good about yourself because somebody's giving you that feeling. Yeah. That's good. There's nothing wrong so well, far. So where does it turn into codependency? So if that person is no longer interested in you or that person leaves town for a month. And you get crushed. And you just cannot function and you just cannot think thinking about them and your life is a mess and you wake up in the morning sad because they're not next to you, then you got a problem. I, I can see that you love someone, you want to have contact and connection with someone, you want to share your life with someone, your experiences, maybe build a family. That's all beautiful. But don't lose your life. Don't lose yourself in it. Still have yourself intact mm-hmm. in the relationship. People become enmeshed. They like become one body. Yeah. They become one person. There's no separation between her and, and him. And they think it's wonderful. Oh, we like doing everything together. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he can't go on a trip without me. Right. He can't go shopping without me. Like I see relationships like you talked about that. They can't do things alone. Yes. Or it's like awkward. Like you see the sacrifices. I think sacrifices is a big one where they make sacrifices for each other. And sacrifices are super important in a relationship. I think compromises are important in a relationship. Yeah. So when you say sacrifice, it feels like I'm giving up something yeah. that I really need. And it, you're taking a piece of my body away. Well, when does a compromise turn into a sacrifice? Compromise, it's, it's negotiation. And we we'll say, you know what, I really like... Let me think about an example. An example of, of a sacrifice versus a compromise I saw recently is we had a boys trip and one of my friends wanted to go and his girlfriend didn't want him to go. So he was like, I'm just going to sit out. And I was like, Ooh, do you want to go? And he's like, I really want to, but it's just not worth the drama with my girlfriend. And I'm like, wow can't communicate with her that it's important for you to go like she can't trust you to go on this trip or like why doesn't she want you to go and that's where i can tell you there's something very wrong with that relationship this is not healthy unless if there's a real reason why she can't let him go you know maybe she's sick or something is going on if it's just jealousy of him being by himself he cannot be next to her this is exactly what i'm talking about codependency this is like Codependency one-on-one. So what's a healthy example of that then? You know, is you want to go on a trip, you want to go and go and have fun. I'm happy for you. Also, I'm totally fine by myself. I'll be happy to meet my girlfriends, go on a movie, read a book on my own. Mm-hmm. People that are not happy them, by themselves, with themselves, will always need someone next to them. Yeah. There's something wrong there. You're like serial daters who go from one relationship to another, to another, to another. Or they just they date someone for a long time or marry someone and yeah. they just need them around. Because without them in the house or knowing that they're coming home soon, their life is a mess. And then that person wants to leave and either they leave and that person leaves and they feel like crap for the length of time. Or they don't let them leave. Or there's a big fight. That is completely unhealthy. Completely unhealthy. And I can't tell you how many relationships are like that. This is unhealthy. This is not good relationship. So what are ways to improve those relationships then? Each individual in the relationship should have its own full life that are not connected to the other person. They should have their own activities. They should have their own friends. They should have their own ability to be alone, having a good time with themselves. Then... They connect with the other person from that place of strength without that need. When the minute you say that I'm fulfilling needs, that gives me a red flag. What needs? That means that's something you don't get by yourself in the world. And you come into a relationship with a need. On your knees, please see me because I need you. Please see me because nobody else see me. If you can't see yourself and take care of yourself in that place and you expect your partner to do that for you. Yeah, you will eventually hit some rocky waters. Or you have an, you be in a relationship that are very limiting, 
being in a relationship that don't allow you growth, you'll be living a pretty narrow life. A lot of people do. They just live a very narrow life. No, I can't do that. My wife won't let me. I can't go there. I wish I could go there, but I can't leave her alone. And vice versa. You know, my husband is really nervous. If I go on this trip, he doesn't like me away from him. And I need to cook for him. And I need to do the other things for him. You think this is happy marriage. I see it as a codependency. I see it as a very limited way of living your life. I think living your life, and I'm saying pretty strong things here. A lot of people yeah, may get upset. <laughs> But I see it as a very limiting life. I see great life as you have a full life as an individual and you have a partner to share it with. Not that you, without them, your life is empty. I mean, it's hard to do. You meet someone and there's a lot there that kind of supports who you are. And there you go through the honeymoon phase. And then you end up in a relationship that's kind of shifted from how it was when you met that person. And all of a sudden you find yourself a little more stuck or limited, like you said. And it's really hard to get out. I've been in those relationships where you're holding on to what was and your clarity's not really there. And you also kind of forgot what a healthy relationship feels like. It's so, so what happened a lot of times is the, as you call it, the honeymoon period. When you meet, you want to be with them all the time. You want to spend all the time with them. And both of you are so infatuated with this new thing that's going on. And there's what we call the flare-up of this love. So it's a lot of lust. It's a, lot of, it's a big flare-up. This feels like a big fire. What's missing is the friendship. And if you have a strong friendship, that goes beyond that. That's last over many, many years. That's actually a long-term thing. Mm. If you have a closeness and a friendship and an intimacy, that's really the other ones, the other side sees you and wants the best for you. Even if the best for you means that you're not next to them all the time. And actually, when they see that, that's real love. That's real deep love. That's not based on the lust or fear. right? There's a fear of fear. Without you, I'm nothing, or without you, I'm not enough. And when you when you feel like without someone, you're not enough, then you're not enough for yourself. So there's when you're, that's the stuff you need to bring into awareness. Those are your shadow work. When you realize like without this person, I'm not enough, that's where you need to bring a light and exactly. try to figure out why you don't feel like enough. Because when you do identify those reasons why you don't feel like you're enough and, and you can start to work on them and heal them, then you can show up better in your relationships. Then you start being able to connect on a deeper level Bingo. and communicate more honestly Bingo. with your partner and really get to like a more healthy place. Exactly. You hit it perfectly right. Because if you feel not enough and you need the other person to feel enough, then there's something that you need to look at with yourself. Mm -hmm. You need to feel fulfilled with your own life, fulfilled with your own activities, fulfilled with being alone. And when you come from that place and you're really a whole person by yourself, yeah. then you connect beautifully with someone else that's by himself. Yeah. Then you have a very fruitful relationship because it's not about holding anybody down. It's about growing together. Right. It's about, well, I see that you love this exhibit. I'm not into art, but go ahead. Go with your friend and, and go to New York and see that exhibit. And I'll be so happy for you. It's not something I like, but I can see what you're getting out of it. And please tell me about your experience there. And I see that you love this uh, fishing trip. And so go with your buddies, go on your fishing trip. I'm so happy for you for having that experience mm -hmm. with your buddies there. And come back and tell me about the experiences. Yeah. And, and you, you know, one is an art, loves art and one loves fishing, but they can meet together and, and have a lot of great time together. It's the one that says, no, you're not going with your buddies there. I know what you're going to do. You're going to be drinking. Right. You're going to be looking at other girls in the bar. I'm not interested in that. But also, the way that some, some people get into that situation is... Because when they start dating, they're willing to do anything for that person. And so they start like sending their representative, right? This is a good example because in this relationship now with this girl that I've started dating and I really like, 
I feel the infatuation. Like I want to do all these things to impress her. And I'm feeling a lot of like the early stage relationship emotions that bubble up. And I find myself wanting to go like above and beyond overboard. And I did that in my last relationships. And I set this tempo, this like expectation that I was this person that did all these things all the time, but I was really overgiving or not being authentic. You're and, exactly right. And that's exactly what a lot of people do. Right. And then that period is over. And then you're stuck with this mediocre relationship where people don't do enough for one another. It becomes kind of a habit. And then there's a lot of disappointment. You know, Chris Rock always says, Chris Rock, the stand-up comedian, he says, on the first few dates, you don't show up. You send your representative. Right. And it's so true. You send your best piece, your best yeah. part. I'm so funny. I'm, I'm so generous. And, and I like all the things you like. What do you like? Oh, you, you like uh, art. I love art. When really you don't love art, but you're like, I, I could love art. Why oh, yeah. don't we see? And yeah. then in a year, she's like, you don't love art? Like, you know, you get in those fights from like, and I hated art the whole time. And they're like, what? You told me you loved art. Exactly. So you, in order to infatuate him, in order to bring him into your, to capture them in your net, you're willing to kind of, and you actually believe that you're going to love art because you love, you would like that person. So you're willing to do all these things, but it's not who you are. Right. So what I'm saying is be more honest, be more real, be who you are, introduce to the new person you meet who you really are and check right away if there's a fit mm -hmm. and don't go to this infatuation period where it's hard though. Like I feel it right now, the, the pool to do all these things above and beyond. But I can really say that having the awareness to see like, that's not a long-term play. Like that's not who I'm going to be in this relationship for years. It's interesting because now I'm showing up way more authentic because I'm like, I'm going to actually show her the sides of Sean that she's going to see for like years and decades maybe. And if she likes that, Sean, that's a good sign. Then she knows who I really am and she can actually say or she can actually decide if this is someone she wants to continue exactly, dating or not. But that's exactly what it needs to be. It's exactly what it needs to be. And I'm not saying the, there's no courting in the animal kingdom. You see that too. You know, there's the, there's the courting, you know, mm -hmm. trying to bring their mean, trying to impress them. So we have that need as well to like Oh, look, look what I can do and look how great I am and all that. But be aware of it. Do less of it. Be really you. Be your authentic you as much as you can and show your real co true colors. Ask them to show theirs. Right. So you can see it all. Like, listen, it's not going to be a relationship without conflict. Yeah. There won't be a relationship without issues, fights, disappointments. It's just part of the human experience. The question is, are you presenting someone that you're not and you're really creating an expectation and a base that's completely untrue or partially untrue, or you really are yourself, she's really herself, and you know, you'll face the issues with life knowing who with each other out. And if you're really good about that, you would anticipate issues. If you see someone that's not good with crisis, falling apart, becoming a mess, having a really hard time going through difficult moments and like for weeks falls into this depression, you see it you know, maybe in the next, the first few weeks of dating, you may be thinking twice, right? Like, mm -hmm. wow, do I want to get into this deep, I mean, you are in your age that you're thinking long term now. This is not, let's just have some love and, right. and next six months I'll move on. Yeah. You start thinking about life partnership. Well, do you want a partner that falls apart like that? I'm just giving that as an example, right? You want to see someone that's solid, that can be with you, that can handle things. It's important to show each other the, the real us. Mm -hmm. It's important that we, seeing each other the real authentic person as soon as possible yeah. so that we can make those decisions from a 
Truth, please. And I actually asked her, you know, we had a few first dates or the opening uh, times we hung out. They were really good, but it was like we were out on the town, very like glorious. There were drinks and it was like this great Gatsby experience. And I was like, hey, listen, I, I really like you and I want to see what a more normal version of dating you would be. Why don't we do some normal things together and let's like, do some boring things together? Yeah, like honestly, more I was like, things, yeah? let's do some boring things. And like, I have some serious questions about your communication. And, you know, when I was dating uh, the last six months, I would kind of like those tense moments on a first date where like something awkward happens. You can kind of see how the other person responds to that awkwardness because it's very telling. Like you said, sometimes you can go weeks without seeing that. And it's like. Obviously, if you can handle the high moments, that's great. But like, like you said, I want to see how you can handle the, the adversity, the challenges. So I would kind of like press these tense moments so I could see a more full, complete version of who this person was. So you have a lot of awareness to it right now. See, what happens to a lot of people, especially in the U.S., I see, is during that glorious time of bars and drinks, they propose. Yeah. Oh, I've been with this person so two good. months. It feels so good. We love the same things. We... It's a glorious, they, not, they don't even know the person. Yeah. It's all shiny things. and shiny, yeah. sh The life is just shining right now. It's all the glory. You need to date for a while. See some lows. See the truth. Yeah. See some lows. See, see reality. See well, truth. I want to I see a few highs and see how I feel about you in those highs. I want to see a few lows and see how I feel about you in the lows. I want to see a few in-betweens. Like, what are the lows in between? I want to see how I feel about you in all the ups and downs, but like a few of them. And then it's like, okay, this is giving me a very complete understanding of what it would be like to be with you. Uh, and look, there's never going to be a 100% match. I mean, they're, they're very rare. Yeah. 80% is wonderful. 85% is wonderful. Even 75% is great. You know, if you're at 60, 50, you may want to think about it. If you're below 50, then you need to check those things. You need to really learn them. You right. got to learn one another. Realize that you're not going to find the perfect person. I was about to say that. You're not going to find the perfect I person. I was looking for the perfect person for a while. You won't find it. I realized instead of looking for the perfect person, I decided to look for the person who it could accept their imperfections, but was willing to work on them. That's great. And I wanted someone who was not scared to run from some of that inner growth and was like, yeah, there's things that I'm not proud of, but I'm willing to look at them because it's not so much about where you are right now that's important to me. Where, where are you willing to go? Because if we're going to do this for years and decades, like I'm looking at the future then. Amen to that. That's exactly right. It's exactly like no one's perfect and you're not perfect and I'm not either. But I know you, Sean, and you're willing to say, okay, you know what, that piece, I need to work on that piece. I'm not that good there. And that's great. That's the willingness to change, the willingness to grow. And if you have that in a person, that's a wonderful trait. And that will help a lot. And it doesn't mean that these things will change fast or, or things will be perfect right away. But someone is willing to look at their stuff and change it, you have a big thing going on there. Yeah, beautiful. Well, let's sum this episode up. I would say that true love is not that you need the other person. This is my opinion and probably yours too, Pops. But in my opinion, true love is not that you need another person to feel whole, but that you can say that you feel whole by yourself alone, that you have your five pillars of balance taken care of, that you feel whole, supported on your own. And, and when you get to that point, you can go out and connect with somebody else and have a much deeper, cleaner relationship that's predicated off of truly wanting the best for them even if that means you have to say bye to them or they'll be better off with someone else somewhere else and and you know that you won't have them that's to me true love and it's it's incredibly difficult to actualize but at least that's where i'm aiming i think that's a great aim i think you got it 
I agree 100%. And true love is being vested in the best for the subject of love and not about you. Mm-hmm. And I want to say something to in closing here that maybe sounds a little bit over romantic or maybe hard to achieve. But I found out in my life that giving love freely and openly, it's the key for life, really. And it's great to receive it. But first of all, give it. Give it freely. Be very loving, very supporting of your surrounding. Without expecting build, anything. Yes. Build this ecosystem around you. Build an ecosystem around you of love, of support, of openness with your friends, with your family, with your lovers. And the rest will take care of itself. Because mm. when you are so able to do that, love will flow back too. Mm. But do it because it's just great to give. It's great to, 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 to give love. Mm-hmm. And the rest will take care of itself. I feel like if you come to, work, to the world with that kind of an intention, things will work really well for you. I love it. You got way softer towards the end of this episode. You were kind of harsh there in the middle. <laughs> your back pain, your back pain was all over you. <laughs> Maybe I was talking about some previous experiences. Yeah, I triggered I triggered Pops. You got real passionate, but you softened up there. Can the you end. soften it up in editing? Yeah, let's see what we can. I don't know. There's not much time <laughs> to edit this episode. <laughs> you might get the raw cut here. Okay, awesome. sorry, sorry, listeners. Sometimes I get like that. But um, if you knew my real, uh, my real heart, you know that I'm soft. Thank you so much for getting to the end of this episode and uh, go out there and love some people the right way.